Good evening. Welcome to the next episode of Keep Tucson Spooky, the podcast where we discuss uh, spooky things that happen in Tucson, Arizona, and the surrounding area. Uh, I am Jess. And I'm Danny. Uh, we are your hosts this evening. Um, we're coming back from a pretty long hiatus, or, well, it's not super long, but and th- th- our recording schedule has been a little bit, um, mostly because of the holidays and Primarily because Danny's a medical student. Yeah, I've been, uh, I'm fourth year, so I've been around the country interviewing for residency, and I am officially done, but I don't actually find out until uh, March. The third Friday is what it's called. Um, yeah. Yeah. Very exciting. Do we want to talk about stuff that's going on in Tucson right now? Um... What is going on in Tucson? The gem show? Gem show. I'm trying to, trying to casually right. bring that up. That's right. The gem show is going on right now. That is pretty exciting. I can't wait to go to that. So every year, uh, people come to Tucson. Uh, they flock like to Tucson, Arizona. Internationally. This yeah. is like a big thing. Um, and it's pretty much the entire month of February. Um, and it even started, it starts kind of before February, um, but it definitely is like most of February. People are here for... Um, Selling gems. And gems fossils. and minerals and fossils. Mm-hmm. They're minerals, Marie. I mean, oh, that's right. That's a Breaking Bad reference. Yeah. I, I got yeah. that reference. Yeah. Um, and then you explained it for the viewers. Yeah, I did. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, the gem show is really awesome. It uh, takes up, there's like several tents that are uh, in kind of the north, what would you call that, um, east part of Tucson? Yes, definitely east side downtown, too. There's a big one. But it's really cool because there's, like, lots of little vendors set up. Mm-hmm. While they have, like, the main convention center, like, the gem show is so big, it can mm-hmm. no longer be contained to, like, one place. Um, even last year when Danny and I went, um, you know, you normally have to purchase, like, big tickets if you go to the convention center. But we just sort of walked into a tent and said, hi, we're here. Show us your fossils. Yeah, and it's uh, speaking of fossils, these aren't like because I've been to some like kind of um, what's the word? Um, Rinky dink gem shows. Yeah, I was thinking like the wrong word, like not geometric, geological, geological <laughs> um, events before, and usually like their quote unquote fossils are things like kind of like teeth, like maybe a shark's tooth that's mm-hmm. super old or things like that. No, these are like legit fossils that they will sell to just. Excuse me, to just anybody. Yeah. Like, when we went there last year, they had these big slates of... Like, panels of, like, limestone Limestone that had fish, like, or, um, what are those things called? They look like horseshoe crabs, but there's a fossil name for it. um, Something... Cephalopods and octopus. I don't know. Somebody write us in and tell us what it is. We can't We can't be bothered to Google. But anyway, they, and they'll sell these to just any Joe Schmo who wants one, and they're actually, like, really reasonably priced to the point at which I was super close to actually buying mm-hmm. one. They are maybe a, a couple hundred dollars on average. Like, we Except saw one of the real like, big ones. Yeah, but there was a couple, there was one that was, like, 150 bucks for a big, for, like, a, like a, just was saying, just a slate of like limestone or granite that has a actual legit real fossil in it, yeah. and like I almost wanted to buy one to turn it into a coffee table, like yeah, put a piece awesome. of glass over it, and then you have like the world's raddest coffee table that just has yeah. old fish bones in it. Well, speaking of fossils, 
Um, that actually kind of plays really well into what we're going to be talking tonight. Oh. We are talking about the Arizona Time Portal, a.k.a. the Doorway to the Gods. And we will be talking about various out-of-time artifacts that have been found in Tucson. Weird, okay. Yeah, so there's, there's, there's stuff. So the, the main story here is called the Arizona Time Portal, a.k.a. the Doorway to the Gods, like I said. So these, the, this is a story or a, a series of stories that, are to, that were published in the Tucson Weekly, May 15th, 2003, under the title Mysteries in the Mountains. Mm-hmm. I, I encourage everyone to go read, but also I'm going to be reading a lot of it here. So Yeah, Tucson Weekly, if we haven't ever explained it, is a really great uh, newspaper. It's a free newspaper. It's kind of like, uh, for those of you who live in Washington or know of this paper, it's like The Stranger. Um, I can't think of any other places that have similar. But it's I'm a sure local paper. It's just, I mean, I'm sure. Every... But it's not like, I'm just, well, my point is that it's not like a formal paper. It's not like the Arizona Republic yeah. or anything like that. You don't pay for it. It's just literally every... I don't know, every week it's there's a giant stack of it sitting around the town. And they yeah. have various articles about local Tucson stuff, a lot of um, sort of alternative... Yeah, I would say it's an all local alternative paper. Yeah. Yeah, put it that way. But with facts, not alternative facts. Yeah. yeah. Alternative paper real with real facts. Um, so anyway, anyways, these the stories are by Ron Quinn, who is an area treasure hunter. Um, he also wrote a book on mysterious disappearances, which I... Bought on Amazon, but awesome. have not read yet. About is it located in Tucson? Like no, they're they're, they're kind of all over. Okay. I looked I looked through it. Um, they're kind of all over, but we might do some reading from it mm. because why not? He's a Tucson writer. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so Ron says a lot of these stories came from this mysterious Native American named John, who freely shared these stories about this sacred. Uh, arch to some white people who were one time kind to him, which is like totally a racist trope. Um, so it's the wise, you know, Native American yeah. trope. Oh, like the the way that Ron pre- presents it yeah. is that John told him a lot of these stories, and Ron also went and saw the arch himself. But oh, some of these stories come from John, and he helped John like fix his or gave him a ride or something like that. I didn't include the story in here because it's dumb. But anyways. <clears throat> As a boy, John had said he had heard many of the tales of the lost mission, Gold and Silver. He believed some of the old tales were true, as treasure was found in 1907 near Nogales. Later, John told us about a mysterious stone archway. Roy told him we, were coming, we came across such a formation south of camp. John's first words were, did you walk through its opening? Walt answered, no, we noticed it while descending a slope, but paid it little attention to the oddity. John told us around the 1800s, three Indians were hunting and upon returning to their village, discovered a stone archway. Being in a jubilant mood, uh, they began chasing one another through the opening in a playful manner. Moments later, one jumped through but never emerged from the opposite side. Fearing they had entered some sacred ground of the gods, the remaining two fled the scene. Uh, After arriving at the village, they told the medicine man how their friend had vanished before their eyes. As the story spread, others journeyed to the high plateau to gaze on the stone structure. Rocks and other items were tossed through, but nothing occurred until an elderly woman approached. Tossing in a live rabbit, it suddenly vanished. The Indians backed off in fear and spread the story of the doorway to the gods as it came to be known. So, where was this? This is in southern Arizona, Aravica. Uh, 
or Aravaca, I think it is. I can't tell. I think it's Aravaca. So this isn't like window rock. No. no. Okay. This, this is, is a, this is like okay. a secret place in southern Arizona, south of Tucson. So it's just to explain to people who aren't from the southwest, window rock is a um, a naturally formed structure, which is a stone arch. Like it's a, a naturally formed arch. Of but that's stone. not in, no no no. Yeah, yeah I, 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 that's why I was wondering if that's what it was. If like if they were talking about that, or if they were talking about something similar to that. This is. Like something that just appeared out of nowhere that normally isn't there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So this is, this says, uh, so continues, John himself has been to the site on many occasions. The only time he witnessed anything strange was around 1948. A big storm had blown in and the sky was filled with dark clouds in all directions. As he rode past the archway, he noticed the sky through its opening was blue. No clouds were visible. Dismounting, he walked cautiously towards the formation and peered through. The mountains on the other side hadn't changed, but the sky was clear. Looking around the corner of the structure, the sky was once again covered with dark clouds. Fear gripped him and he rode off. Yeah, why would you walk towards that? Um, I had a different reaction to that. <laughs> first, so, so firstly, yeah, A, no thanks. But B, like, that's Arizona. That's what Tucson weather is like. Sometimes it is raining across the street and it's clear blue sky Right above your house. And what is that called for people who are un not from this area? That's microburst. That's a microburst. So we have this really cool thing where uh, it we get these little tiny, amazingly rapid and short storms. Yeah. yeah. And they are just like, it's just... So and then we aren't exaggerating. It's something you really have to experience that out of nowhere, it'll just be a massive downpour. If you want to get... If you want to see a photograph of one of these things, last year a Phoenix photographer captured a microburst, and it's an incredible photo. Literally just Google uh, Phoenix microburst and look in the image Google search, and you will find it looks like an atom bomb. And this yeah. is real. This is not it's Photoshopped. It's like just a little yeah. bomb of rain, yeah. basically. Uh, and so that's like when, so when I hear that, when I hear it was dark all around and then I could see clear blue sky through the arch, it was like... Did you try looking at it at a different angle? Because mm. uh, maybe the way they were looking at it. But also maybe it's a scary time arch. Scary time arch. Yeah. I mean, it could be, you don't know what could be on the other side there. It, it could be an entire race of aliens that look like Egyptian gods that have enslaved mankind. Some believe John was looking into another time period through the portal. We asked John if the story was indeed true, why hadn't it been investigated? He replied that only his people knew of the story it had never been mentioned outside the tribe. The only reason he told us because we had shown him kindness while stranded beside the highway. Hmm. There you go. So that's that's why John told them this awesome story. Um, so they, they Chuck and a uh, friend Roy and... Um, Ron Quinn, they they end up going out to the the arch themselves, and they start throwing some rocks through. Uh, Ron says he placed his arm in, but you know nothing happened, and everything was okay. Um, <clears throat> I imagine like behind a rock somewhere, there's a couple of like people just giggling their asses off of these two white guys that are like chucking rocks through this stone structure and. They also tell a story about how they were bedding down uh, that night and they heard the sound of horses, like a lot of horses, hmm. like crap, we're going to be trampled kind of horses. Um, and they looked around and they couldn't find anything, no 
evidence of anything near them. And they even heard the whinnying of horses. They they were like diving for cover. But again, they there's no evidence of horses anywhere. Right, because it's a t- so it's a time portal, not a portal to another dimension or right. another whatever. It's a time portal. Right. Okay. It's and and there's some some thought that there it, there's just time disturbances in the area as well. Um, there's also a story about a ghostly padre. Um, this is the appearance of a Spanish priest who in the area. So um, several hundred years earlier, a Jesuit priest whose name has been long forgotten built a small mission east of Aravaca. The residents gave their most treasured possessions to him for safekeeping as they feared robbery. These were hidden somewhere near the church grounds. One morning, a Mexican woodchopper found the elderly padre dead. After he was put to rest, the villagers suddenly realized he was the only one who knew the location of their valuables. They searched, but nothing was ever found. Over the years, many cowboys and others have reported seeing a dark rogue figure watching, walking near the site of the old mission, which has since crumbled back into the dry earth. The description given resembles that of the Spanish padre. One rancher told us, quite frankly, no one will ever convince me otherwise. I know what I saw that afternoon. The figure wasn't any ghost. It walked across a wash disturbing the gravel and cast a long shadow. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, there are other stories about... Um, and So, but that's more of a ghost rather than... So time portal. Yeah, so but they he says it wasn't a ghost because it didn't it cast a shadow and moved through the ground. So he thinks he saw oh, So like there was a time disturbance. Jesuit priests walk oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah, so there was a time disturbance or something. Um another story involves some cowboys who are out looking for a sick bull and they find a bunch of Spanish soldiers. They end up encountering like a, a regiment of Spanish soldiers. Um, he looks through his glasses. He sees these these horsemen and uh, they were tra- traveling near the archi- archway but not like exactly at it and mm. they just sort of shimmered and rode off which mm. makes me also think Mirage because like, mm. that's pretty clearly like that's kind of what Mirages yeah. do. They shimmer. You can get real distortions with mirages, too, where it's just sort of that rippling effect. It could be a figure or what mm-hmm. have you. Um, so there's another story where someone, Louis, a ranch hand, came upon the skeletal remains of that of what happened to be an ancient Indian. Beside the body was a rotted bow. The Indian's clothing was of animal skills, skins and a leather moccasin clung to one foot. The skull and leg were missing. Now, this person theorizes that that was the Indian who vanished through the time portal. Oh. Jumped through time into our world. Okay. So, yeah, so he jumped in the past, mm-hmm. the one that jumped through in the John story. But I thought that was like a jumped recent into past. The future. No, that was oh. their old, their ancient past. Oh, okay. So okay. yeah, so John was telling the story about this ancient thing that their fam that the oh sort of like the legend yes that they the had. legend okay. of okay. the the time portal the doorway to the gods. oh I'm sorry I misunderstood I, okay. okay yes so they the this theory is that the Indian that this guy Louis finds is the Indian that jumped through the time portal uh, the Indian uh, Louis noted the body didn't resemble two hundred year old remains however like m- maybe Louis not. He's not an anthropologist. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if he's got a degree. Yeah, and, and it would be more impressive if they found, like, the guy and 
I don't know if something modern looking was it like was left with him like if he had jumped to modern times I don't know I guess I I I don't know where he's gathering that this is anything other than a body that was found out in right. the desert. Who knows? Um, did they? Was there any investigation? No. These are just these are just stories. stories. So, so somebody came across a body in typical Arizona fashion, turned around, and said, "Well," and that was it. Yeah, yeah. Basically, um, uh, one day. Walt and Roy had their own weird experience near the stone portal. They returned there because Walt wanted to collect some geodes for friends in Tucson. So apparently this is near um, an area where there's like a geode field. Okay. Um, Looking towards the archway, both saw it appear to shimmer. According to Walt, this lasted several minutes before it slowly faded. During this period, both felt a strange pressure within their ears. Roy said, that's it, Walt. I'm out of here. After gathering a number of geodes, both left with Roy leading the way, rather fast. During the summer months, temperatures can reach 110 degrees. The heat waves dancing off a flat surface can make objects appear to shimmer while looking at them. But this was mid-January, and the temperature was around 60 or so. Old Roy would never again return to the site, no matter how we tried to persuade him. Hmm. Was the shimmering and ear sensation the beginning of some activation that never reached its full potential? Seeing the expression on Roy's face after he returned to camp? Take my word. It happened. That's... Okay. I mean, I I don't know what else to say to that, other than... Okay. Roy might need to get to a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Like, well, you're... As as an almost doctor, tell us. I mean, it. Oh, I, I don't know what he means by shimmering. I, he doesn't have a camera in which, like, who knows what he saw there. He could have seen the actual, like, reflection of actual water instead of a mirage. It could have been, like, actual water that had collected somewhere. And that was the, rip that you know, it had rained recently because we get rain mm-hmm. in the winter months. Um or it could just be a tall tale that some guy told. Like, um, other stories include a ghost camp, which is where um, they are they come across a basically like a an empty camp in the middle of the desert, which I mean also happens all the time, mm-hmm. like constantly. Especially around Arizona, we get a lot of um, I don't know if drifters is the right word, but a lot of passers through. Mm -hmm. And so finding random camps out in the middle of the desert is not unheard of. When I worked in the psych hospital, I met a lot of homeless guys who would tell me stories about the various camps that exist on the sort of the periphery of Tucson that the homeless will hang out in. There's a a tar gulch that they apparently hang out, which they, which he, when he told me this story, this one homeless guy said it was referred to as shit Creek because it was near a sewage outlet. That's where they lived. Um, Another story talks about how, um, they were. They talked to some other people who were somewhat near the stone arch, okay. who said that while they were sleeping, um, they saw basically a shower of small stones. Quote: A shower of small stones came cascading down around them. Most were the size of a large pea, were reddish brown, and resembled hematite and iron ore. Picking several up, they noticed they were quite warm to the touch. Their camp wasn't located near any high cliffs where the stones could have originated. George, a member of the group, jokingly said, Perhaps we're camping on some ancient Indian burial ground and the spirits want us to leave. He had read an article about an incident similar to this happening or occurring on a burial ground somewhere in the Midwest. 
Okay. How did they know it was iron ore? Are these like geologists? Because I don't know what iron ore looks like. Like if if a stone dropped on my head and it was reddish, I'd say a red a bunch of red pebbles. They could be geologists. They could have been. Like I said, not like a journalist wouldn't know that unless he was a big, unless he had just been to the gym show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there's a lot of amateur geologists out there out here, so maybe they do know. I mean, I can pick out some kinds of rocks, but not like a ton of them. I can't. Okay. All right. Last story. My encounter. This is Ron Quinn's encounter. After our two-year adventure ended without finding buried gold or lost mines, we returned to Washington State for almost a year. We then moved to Arizona, making Tucson our home. Most of our adult lives have been one long adventure after the other. If Roy and Walt arrived at our door with some wild treasure lead, we'd be off with them the next day. To live such a lifestyle, we all remained single. We were one big happy family of double-may-care adventurers. The strange experience I had occurred on October 14, 1973. During one of our two-week-long two adventures, I found myself near the canyon that leads towards that oddball site. Not having been there in almost four years, I decided to pay it a visit. The canyon was just as rugged as ever. After climbing and slipping among the boulders, I finally arrived at the steep hill leading to the site above. It's a long, weary climb, so I paused for a breather halfway up. I sat on the slope facing north. To my left, west, the steep hill followed the canyon perhaps a mile, but something was definitely wrong. Below to my left was a canyon where none had existed. Curious, I made my way down, entering it from the east side, so I thought. I soon discovered I was in the same canyon that led towards the hill I had just scaled. I was more than 250 yards down the canyon on a different slope, and I was now facing south. I had mysteriously been transported to the new location. Hmm. Thinking I was looking west, I was really looking east, seeing the canyon I had just hiked. There was no way on earth I could have reached this slope while climbing the original hill. Knowing where I was, suddenly I knew why this had happened. Any skepticism I had about this crazy sight vanished. I was apprehensive about continuing and should have departed the area immediately, but curiosity led me on. I made the grueling climb once again, passing the spot where minutes before I had been resting. I realized that if something within this site caused my teleportation, I might not even be in my own time. What a frightening thought that was. I felt somewhat alarmed over the incident that occurred. Soon I arrived at the site and looked around. Everything appeared to be normal. No shimmering effects, no lights or other obser odd observations were observed. However, I noticed how silent it was. Not a breeze, a bird call, nothing. Looking down, I saw the air, hairs on my arms standing straight up, like being near static electricity. I began feeling uneasy and decided to leave. It seemed like each time we visited this twilight zone, we'd discover another geological oddity, and this time was no different. While descending the hill, I found an outcropping of thunder eggs, a, a cryocrystalline variety of quartz found in egg-shaped nodules. What is it with all these experts in stones? Yeah, I mean, oh, I would not know what that is. I assume that they just walked into it like a, a cave, like in World of Warcraft, where there's just like glowing crystals like jutting out. Where was I? We had, been, we had searched this area before, and I couldn't understand how we missed seeing them. If what happened was caused by this mysterious region, I don't want to perhaps get zapped up a second time and wind up God knows where. I was quite relieved when I climbed from the canyon and found my Jeep where I had been left it three hours earlier. I have kept the location secret all these years, as I do not want the area turning into some circus sideshow. 
Only five living friends of mine know its location. The others, Roy, Walt, and Louie, have gone to that big desert in the sky where all of us will meet again. It's not some UFO landing site or mythical place to communicate with spirits from beyond, but it's capable of altering time at random. My last, on my last visit to this wondrous place, I discovered the top portion of the archway had collapsed. All that remains are the two columns. Will this damage interfere with its ability to change time? The following story answers that question. It's, all these guys are just like my vague story of yeah. shit that happened that probably has a really reasonable explanation is now proof that this... <laughs> oh, you riled him up. <laughs> no. <laughs> Millie. That was me. Millie. She's protecting us from the, the time portal. Um, what that, that whole story sounded like to me... Shh. You hear those little quacks? That, that's the chihuahua. She's super threatening. Uh, what this whole story sounds like to me is a dude who was out in the desert and as somebody who has been in the desert mm-hmm. a couple of times, everything kind of looks the same. And it's possible that, in fact, probably pretty likely that he most likely got turned around without realizing it and then suddenly was aware that he was like somewhere where he wasn't expecting to be. Probably. And his last point about the next story uh, being oh, yeah. proving that that's it's still active, that story was just uh, some friends were maybe in the area and saw some lights and a big geode. Another friggin' rock. Big big rock, yeah. I don't know where these people, like, I feel like I'm now, like, not a real Tucsonian because yeah, I've never found rocks look like rocks to me. Yeah. I, I know that there are rocks and there are crystals. I, I can do, I can differentiate between that. But I imagine there's a bunch of geologists who, like, would tell me that a crystal is, a like, this type of crystal or what I would so, call like, a rock. Yeah, like, you would know if you were walking out in the desert, like, oh, check that thing out. If you break that open, there's crystals inside of it. No, no way. Yeah. Breaking open a rock would not occur to you. Occur to me. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's it for the stories. Uh, the, the, let's say official stories about the time portal. Are those guys still alive? Uh, Ron Quinn has since passed and he says that his other buddies have since passed. Oh, that's right. He said the great desert in the sky. Okay. So the location, where is this thing? So we know it's near Aravica, Arizona, within sight of the Tumacacari Mountains. It where is that for people who like me don't south, know where that is? In southern Arizona, south of Tucson. South of Tucson. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it is also in a place where peyote and geodes are found. Um, above top secret user. Oh, yeah. And I went real deep on research here. Okay. I went to the forums. Okay. Unexplainedmysteries.com slash forum or whatever. URL is, yeah, I went to the forums. So we I got the real good uh, dirt here. ATS user counterterrorist says, there's a real time portal for you in Arizona, all right? Just be careful. However, this time portal is hallucinogenic and is in consciousness and perceived reality. So wait, so then it's not a time portal. It's yeah, just a hallucination. Means, yeah, he means take peyote. That's your time portal. Yeah. Okay. That's his point. Right. <laughs> um, oh, he's making a joke. He's making a joke. I got it. See, I'm I'm so used to like crazy ass theories mm-hmm. that I just took that on complete face value and <laughs> missed the sarcasm one hundred percent. Um 
a lot of people, unsurprisingly, online claim to know where it is. Right. Oh, well, I know. I've been there. Uh, a user on the Unexplained Mysteries forum named Reptilicus says, as far as giving the exact location of the site, I'm bound by an agreement with the handful of others who have visited the area. We've all agreed we will not give the exact coordinates out as we cannot be assured the area will not be plundered, spray-painted, artifacts stolen from it, etc. We will take folks with us on our expeditions should they decide to join us. And uh, if I remember right, this guy or or one of the guys uh, will take you on an expedition if you buy his DVD video of his first expedition, which costs $100. You know, I don't think Reptilicus is that much of a stand-up guy. I'm starting to get that impression. Reptilicus says, It's important to point out that artifacts and relics discovered in the area would cause the current history books relating to North America to be rewritten. There are artifacts from the Vikings in this area. This is... This in and itself is quite a find. There are some very curious cave drawings. I might add that the whole area in that part of the state is a virtual honeycombs of caves that few have ever known about or explored. Yeah. I just want to point out here that um, I don't want to take anyone there because they might graffiti it, because they might take artifacts, because they might break the time-space continuum, unless you give me $100. Unless you give me $100. Reptilicus says that there was the night when a noise similar to a low-flying helicopter was heard from above our campsite, yet no stars were blotted out by any flying craft. Or maybe the stars that seem to move and stop at will. Wait, are they moving, or are they... Can you tell if there's something flying around? How starry is the sky that you can tell that a plane, however many miles above you, is is not blotting them out? There was a night that we had the feeling that something was overhead and not yet seen, and the next morning on the trail, several large rock formations had burn marks and holes that were not there the day before. I will add one more. What was believed to be a deer was seen that stood higher than a large horse. It's a really big deer. They go on to say, You will find these extraordinarily large deer, complete with sometimes ten feet wide antler spreads near ancient gates portals. Oh, do you? Is what that is, a thing? What has often been said to be the result of good feed is actually the ancient forest deer crossing with native deer from this reality. Danny has now, I want to tell our listeners, she's folded over onto the table laughing. She can't hold it in. Um, both can pass back and forth readily through an active portal. Local deer, of this, <laughs> local deer of this reality will also use these portals to hide from hunters. Do they? Um, another mention here is the white albino factor will come off. Up the more. what? I'm sorry. That's what that it again? says. It says the white slash albino factor will come up more often in such crosses also. The white fact albino I factor? I don't know. Maybe these are giant albino deer from time? Question mark? <laughs> um... There's another, another user says that they went out there and saw a German shepherd, or uh, I'm sorry, a a giant jackrabbit the size of a German shepherd. Sure. I wonder if they can cross back and forth. 
are the, the, the is this from turtles. the ancient jack i wonder if only the deer can like they their antlers give them special abilities but like the jackrabbits are like no you gotta stay here dude Fucking, you can't go back to your family. But I, why are they giant? Like, at least, at least Reptilicus, his theory makes sense. And I'm using <laughs> big old big scare old quotes, quotes around that. Because you have an ancient deer, which as we know, ain't anything that's ancient is big. You have ancient deer who crossed with regular deer and became albino in the process. Or perhaps jumping through the portal made them albino as they did via their giant super antlers. Maybe it was just magic. Or magic. <laughs> but there's no such thing as giant jackrabbits. Like giant ancient jackrabbits. Unless I'm wrong. For anyone, Everything if, was big in the olden days, okay? I can't... It's like Texas. I, I can't... <laughs> I've never heard of a giant ancient bunny. No, I haven't heard of that either. I feel like that would be delicious, but... I'm sure it tastes... Good, but I don't know what I don't know what the portal process does to the flesh. It just makes them bigger. Because no hunter has been able to successfully shoot them because they are jumping through the portal to evade them. That's true. So therefore, we don't know. So why doesn't if this exists, if we can just like embiggenize animals by walking them through the portal? Why aren't we throwing every cow we got through there? We could solve the hunger crisis. Yeah, I mean, with giant ancient portal cow well you gotta be careful okay another above top secret user uh the gentleman who appears to be the owner of skinwalkerranch.org who's also leading expeditions out to the time portal uh says that so he says that he's responding to another person named jerry willis who's also led an expedition out to the area why not that's the guy who wants to charge you a hundred bucks okay this guy says Jerry Willis told me that Ron Quinn told him that inside that cave, Ron found a giant pyramid structure and strange writings on the walls, and also that a pterodactyl was seen flying in the vicinity of the gateway. I'm almost more curious about the cave than I am about the portal itself due to tangible evidence or ancient history or ancient hidden technology within the cave. I can't believe this story has not garnered more attention. I can't believe it either. <laughs> I can't believe it either. I don't, the mainstream media, Jess, doesn't, you know what it is? He just mentioned a pyramid. What's the pyramid associated with? Illuminati. Illuminati. That's going to come back. Oh, I was making a joke. You were, but you didn't know. You didn't know. You know, I feel like I could write conspiracy theories and I'd be really good at it. You probably could. Yeah. Um, A search party found... uh, Oh, oh, sorry. One last story Jerry shared with me was the strongly advised I not sleep next to the portal at night, which was my original plan. He said another researcher had done exactly that and was never seen or heard from again. A search party found all his belongings, which were all stacked and orderly. They even found his guns, which were untouched and in place. But himself and his body have... Himself and his body (laughs) has never been found. I think he even had money, too, that was untouched. No one knows that this missing person who... Well, I have no corroborating evidence about. So the pterodactyl didn't take the money? The, no, I don't think the pterodactyl was interested in the cash at that point. Or the jackrabbit? I don't know. The giant jackrabbits? Um, the best comment, though, out of all the forums, was this one. Eerily, even though it was from like 2000 and whatever, it was from a couple years ago. Eerily accurate. 
is President Trump will build a wall around it to stop time traveling Mexicans coming through. <laughs> they took our germs. <laughs> oh, my oh God. yeah, yeah. Um, you know that actually is a really practical use of a wall, except for the pterodactyl. Except for yeah, pterodactyls don't it care can about walls. It can fly over. It flies over. Then you got then we got pterodactyls. You know what flies over a... walls? Planes. Planes too. Planes. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe or maybe the albino deer can fly. That's possible. Like, well, they've got the portals. The portal will just put them on the other side. Of the that's right, because they can run through it. Yeah. Because they know. To avoid the hunters by running through the portal. And so what they do... And the jackrabbit will just jump right over it. It's a, it's a giant it's ancient a giant. jackrabbit. It's as big as a German shepherd. It's as big as a German shepherd. It can It'll clear Trump's wall. clear a wall. Clear yeah. Trump's wall. Um, the deer are really like... So what they do, they're, they come into the U.S. illegally. The deer do. <laughs> through the portal. They through use the, the portal. portals. Um, Giant they ancient take, Mexican deer are they coming take, through our portals. They come in and they take the jobs and they round them up and they put all the jobs in a bag. <laughs> and then they, they go through the portal, the portal bag back to jobs. Mexico. <laughs> That's exactly what's happening. Um, so the Arizona Time Portal, though, is not the only um, so-called occurrence of out-of-time things. Um, there are, exist... The Tucson artifacts, which are sometimes called the Tucson lead crosses, the Mm. Tucson crosses, the Silver Bell Road artifacts, or the Silver Bell artifacts, which were 31 lead objects that Charles Manier and his family found in 1924 near Picture Rocks, Arizona, which were initially sometimes thought to be created by an early Mediterranean civilization that had crossed the Atlantic in the first century. But they were later determined to be a hoax. Yeah. So I was, anyways, I was building up to like, yeah. to like take that down, and then you somebody already did it for me. Yeah. No. Wikipedia. Was, was Wait, it, Wikipedia. God, got you there. Did a ancient Mexican deer take my my job of okay? Debunking? Well, the Wikipedia article is, was it written by an ancient Mexican deer? No. It it at the very bottom. So okay, I, I wanted to tell the story, but I'll, sorry, I'll, it's okay. But so. Th- I'll tell you some details in a bit, but at the end of the story, it 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 has a section for who the possible creator could be, oh, and yeah. the section for the possible creator is nothing but there was a Mexican guy who worked with iron nearby, <laughs> probably could have been him. So yeah, time traveling. I mean, they didn't say whether he was a deer. I don't know. So you know what I'm imagining? <laughs> you know when there's like. Uh, when there's an anonymous profile and it's just sort of the outline of a person, yeah. I'm imagining at the bottom of this Wikipedia page, there's like a couple of outlines of people, and then there's an outline of the material. <laughs> Question mark. Which deer planted this? It's just a giant iron cross. This is fucked wrong. Um. Well, apparently the they were the lead crosses or whatever. They were thirty one lead objects consisting of crosses, swords, and religious slash ceremonial paraphernalia. Most of which contained Hebrew or Latin engraved inscriptions, pictures of temples, people, angels, a dinosaur. Yeah, a dinosaur uh, inscribed on the lead blade of a sword. 
One contained the phrase Kalalus, the unknown land, which was used by believers as the name of the settlement. The objects on them were sometimes interpreted to represent the date of their creation because also the numerals were followed by the letters AD. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> In case anyone was, might have been confused. <laughs> made in Viking place, totally old times. Uh, the site contained no other artifacts, no pottery, n- no broken glass, no human or animal remains, and no signs of hearths or housing. The objects were believed by their discoverer and main supporters to be of a Ro- Roman Judeo-Christian colony existing on what is now Arizona between 790 and 900 AD. Why not? Sure. Where, why, what Roman didn't know of the dinosaurs? Yeah, exactly. And dated everything with the AD. <laughs> with the AD. Um, I just I just want to say, because we're going to jump to hoaxes, this thing mm-hmm. being a hoax and who did it, but like, that guy got real lucky that the people who found it were real mm-hmm. stupid. Like, it, it, just anyone with two brain cells could have found it and said, wow, this looks fake as shit. I've got some more for you here. Okay. The Latin inscriptions on the alleged artifacts supposedly record the conflicts on the leaders of Kalalus against a barbarian known as the Toltzis. Toltzis? I don't know. T O L T E Z U S. Which, which some have interpreted as a supposed reference to the Mesoamerican Toltec situation. However, the Latin on the artifacts appears to be. Badly inflected original Latin, or inscriptions brazenly plagiarized from classical authors such as Virgil, Cicero, Livy, Cornelius Nepos, and Horace, among several others. This led to many experts to contend the artifacts as frauds. I don't even think you need to be called an expert to determine that's a fraud. What is perhaps most suspicious, however, are that... Most of the inscriptions are identical to what appeared in widely available Latin grammar books, like <laughs> Harkness's Latin Grammar and Allen and Greenough's Latin Grammar, as well as dictionaries like the Standard Dictionary of Facts. Did it include, uh, include the phrase, I am going to the library? <laughs> My name is Caesar. Yeah. Actually, in, in Latin, uh, I think it's Brutus. You learn about Brutus. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because, like, and when you learn Latin, uh, I took I took a couple years of Latin, and when you learn Latin, like, you don't, because it's a dead language, you don't learn stuff like, hi, how are you? Mm. Where's the library? Where's the city center? Or things like that, like what you would if you were visiting a place. Could right? you please give me an example involving a story you once told me about you attempting to take something that had recently happened in, like, the media oh my and God. translate it yes. into Latin. Because <sighs> Latin, like you said, does not have... Because it's a dead language. Yeah. Okay, so once upon a time when I was in Latin, uh, I had this this Latin professor who one day we were just, like... He was done. We were just... We're not doing anything today. And I don't know... I think he had just checked out. Um, but we decided to spend the entire day just translating random phrases that we knew into Latin. And one that we chose was, uh, 
had been recently in the news, the uh, don't tase me bro guy. Speaking of a time portal, let's yeah. go back to that time. <laughs> um, I don't even remember what that was in context of. I just remember a, a guy being like, don't tase me it bro. It was some and then he got like tased. frat boy guy who was, I don't even remember it either actually. I think he was like at something that was anti-Trump and he got tased. Yeah. Anyway, you guys tried to I don't think it, it was a Trump thing. Not Trump. I'm sorry, Bush. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Bush. It is an anti-Bush thing. It's an anti-something thing. Anyways, he got tased, and as he was getting tased, he yelled at the officer, don't tase me, bro. Um, which we then spent a bunch of time trying to translate into Latin, which is, is hard because there's no electricity in Latin. So either you make up a word, or you use something else that, like, kind of you can substitute... But what we ended on was make up your own word. Oh, okay. um, I thought you had come up with something involving lightning or something like that. Do you... Yeah, they, they did do one. The, the instructor did teach us one where you used like one that was don't, don't strike me with lightning, brother, or something like that. Uh, but I don't remember that one now. So the one I do remember, though was the translation that we originally that we settled on, which was, Non tesari me frater. <laughs> Don't tase me, bro. <laughs> um. Anyway. Anyway. Uh. So yeah. Um. Well, anyways, what I was saying is when you when you speak Latin, there's no you don't learn like those traditional things. So instead, you just learn about war and death and violence. Mm. So you could say I couldn't have ever told said. Hi, how are you? Really in Latin, but I could have said he died bravely in battle, like a, a bunch of different ways. Um, so, anyways, that uh, that about wraps it up for those out of place artifacts. They were, you know, pretty quickly shouted down. I mean, there are those people who do still believe that a Roman Jewish colony was established in Tucson, and uh, why is a Roman? Admit, this is might be a stupid question. Why is a Roman Jewish colony making a bunch of lead crosses? I don't know. Okay. You'd have to read the book. Okay. There's a book on Amazon I'm about sure it. I'm sure there is. Uh, I did not choose to make that particular purchase. Um, I, I have a lot of readings to do for this podcast. <laughs> um well, let's let's uh, follow up here. There is one more really great story about. Um, time disturbances in Arizona that I really highly suggest. Um, I'm not going to do it though because the guys at Astonishing Legends podcast have already done it much better than I could ever. In the it is called Kincaid's Cave. Um, it's the Grand Canyon mystery. I believe it's episode 33 of theirs. <laughs> that was a good sneeze. I tried to like suppress it. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to suppress it. Are you okay? <laughs> I tried to like close my mouth around yeah. it, and by doing that, made it infinitely Just louder. Just worse, yeah. Um, but uh, so, astonishing legends did it much better than we could. Please go listen to to their podcast. Um, and finally, if you are want to get involved or are interested in um, interacting with us more, we are on. Facebook as Keep Tucson Spooky. We also have a Spooky Nation Facebook group that's somewhat related to this 
podcast, mostly just in spirit, um, but you can post things from all over the world about crime or spooky stuff that you're interested in. Uh, it's a closed group, so just shoot me an invite and I will invite you. Um, um, before we leave, I just want to note that we uh, dropped the ball a little bit by not mentioning Sedona, because Sedona... Sedona's going to have to be its own episode. Yeah, it probably is. But I, I'll, I'll just tease it yeah. a little bit with... Um, the same, is it Message to Eagle is where you got all Oh, yeah, from? Message um, to Eagle. According to local folklore, there are tunnels leading from Sedona to another space-time dimension and star people. Star people? Star people. That's fantastic. You know, I read, actually, there's a really cool article. Um, I think it's in the New Yorker or in the New York Post. It's in the New York something. Um, I really highly recommend everybody go read it, but it's about some folks who took who went on a UFO sighting basically trip in Sedona. They went on a tour to sight okay. UFOs and their guide took them out into the desert and they saw a whole bunch of UFOs that they can't explain. Um, like UFOs in the traditional sense, you know, and, but they, but the whole article, it's really well written and it's just about how this person was just like, you know what, let's just go with it. Yeah. Let's go see some stuff. I can't, I don't know what it is. And we'll just sit out there at night. And yeah. Chill. I feel like if you go on one of those things, you do just sort of have to say like, yeah. Let's just go with it. Yeah. Let's just enjoy it, like experience it. Yeah. It's, I think so too. Maybe we could, uh, we could do that at some point. I still would like to go out to the, the time portal. I would so go out to that Arizona time portal, like in an instant. We can talk to the giant ancient Mexican deer about Trump and what to do. Yeah. I, maybe they know. Maybe they, 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 it's a portal. It's a time portal. They can tell us. They can go from the future. In um, the past. In the past. Yeah. Maybe the deer can can stop the election. We can go back in time. Yeah. Maybe this is like a Terminator situation, except we're equipping Mexican albino time-traveling deer. And they're jackrabbit friends. And they're jackrabbit friends. Okay. All right. Well, that's our solution to the political crisis. Uh, Keep it spooky, guys. Have a great evening.